Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Have you ever been to a volcano? When it was erupting? You're now listening to Super Bowl. They're a bunch of guys who ain't never played the game. It's pretty. It's so pretty. That's what you said, man. I'm supposed to be a franchise player, and we're in here talking about Super Hoopers. That's terrible. Welcome to Super Hoopers, inconsequential discussion of the week's NBA news. I'm your host, Matt Hill. With me, Dave Futernick. No John right now. No jo- John's going to be on later. Now, easing in. He wanted to miss the uh, half-hour Knicks talk, so. Dude, this is only Knicks fans. This is the only only Knicks <laughs> yeah. fans allowed part of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we probably do have more Knicks fans listening uh, than we used to, just because, you know, I mean, you know, I've just become, you know, more, I, I've familiarize myself more on Nick's Twitter in uh, in recent months. Are you know. so you're kind of a big deal on Nick's Twitter. Is that what you're trying to say? No, I won't go that far. But I'm like somewhere between um, somebody with no followers and um, like Jesus Amaro. I'm like somewhere in okay. between there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think uh, who so- the most important people on Nick's Twitter are. You know, besides like the actual like writers, like right. The you're some school. You're somewhere. The, the Somewhere between Spike Lee and Spike Jones in terms of Knicks fans, <laughs> right? Yeah. Somewhere, no, somewhere between Spike Lee and Spike Eskin. Oh. <laughs> rank, rank the spikes. Rank the spikes. That's a tough one. Oh, Sp- I mean, uh, that That's is tough because I, I, I'm a big fan of Spike Lee's um, earlier films, and uh, I'm a big fan of most of Spike Jones's work. So. I I'm a, um, yeah I, like, I would like say I'm I'm a fan of like one or two of Spike Jones films and I absolutely hate all, like all his other stuff. Oh, oh man, like Shock. her was one Shock. of the mo- worst movies ever seen. Um, oh, I enjoyed Spike it. Spike definitely number it. three though. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. He got hired at WFAN for some reason. I'm like this 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 man has no connection to New York sports. Uh, mm-hmm. So not hey, but uh, hey, good luck to you. 
you know, WFN, you know, I grew up on it as a child, but, you know, Mike Princess is not there anymore. It's just not the same. Right. Well, we're dancing around it, Dave. We're, at, we're dancing around yeah, it. Yeah, Big yeah. loss. Big yeah, loss. Yeah. Huge loss. Uh, man, I forgot what it, uh, what it feels like to, uh, to lose playoff games. I'm so used to just losing, uh, regular season games, which sting enough, but, uh, incredible game. Did you watch, uh, did you watch the game? Yeah, I watched the whole game, actually. It was the one game I was able to watch this weekend, because as listeners know, I'm in the process of moving the, the months-long move that is my life. So yes, I yes. was moving most of the weekend, but it was finally done in time for me to watch the Knicks game. So, Do you, do you think you'll be moved in by next year? <sighs> Who knows? I, think I, I think what's probably going to happen is I'm going to move in, and I'm going to have to move again. I think something will either... Either I will continually to be plagued by the, uh, the criminal... The, the you know the various criminals that inhabit the neighborhood, and my wife will have enough, and we'll have to move again, um, or something terrible will happen in the house, uh, like the house will burn down or something, and I'll have to move because I. This is the whole situation is a complete disaster. It's, it's uh. not good. It's not good. It's not good. As I was as I was leaving my current house, as I was I was as I was you know dusting it up and locking it for the mm-hmm. last time before I turned in the keys, I was thinking. Man, these are the happiest times of my life I spent in this house. This past nine or ten months I've lived there. Why am I moving? Because this, this is the happiest I've ever been. <laughs> Big mistake. Big mistake. But so, Big so, mistake. You, so you watched. Uh, so you watched the Knicks Hawks game yesterday. It, it was loved it. I mean, the Knicks got off to an atrocious start, um, and uh, they were lucky to only be down eight points uh, at the end of the first quarter. And then from there on, they played fantastic. Uh, the game was like back and forth. Um, that the third and fourth quarters were like f- phenomenal. Big shot um, after big shot. Both teams. Alec Burks was it in his bag. Uh, he was incredible. Uh, you know, Derek Rose, exactly what you always want from him every game. Emmanuel Quickly's three uh, near the end of the second quarter uh, to to make it like a one point game. Like I haven't heard the garden that loud um, in um, you know many years, probably since Linsanity and. People I know who are season, season ticket holders who were there said, like, you know, like the, the place was legitimately shaking. So yeah. um, incredible atmosphere. Um, but, uh, yeah, that little, uh, little Gargamel Jr., uh, that, that fucking tumbleweed head, just, uh, yeah, for some reason, Tibbs puts in Frank Nelkina, who um, had played all of 20 seconds in the game before that, uh, for defensive purposes, uh, did not work out. Did not work out. So yeah, but I mean, loss. like, I mean, isn't he theoretically a good defensive player though? So I don't know. He's fantastic, but I, I think, I mean, I, I think most fans at this point are so exhausted by talking about Alfred Payton. But like, dude, yeah, I know he only played eight minutes in the game, but they're like some of the most important minutes because it's at the beginning of the game and the beginning of the third quarter when the Hawks have their best players in. He's been asked to guard Trey Young, uh, which is impossible with the refs fucking, like, you breathe on him and they fucking blow the whistle. Like, he, he is the most joyless person to watch. But well, it's the hair. I, it's because the, the hair moves so much. Like, hopefully when, he, when, it, when, right, it, finally, right. when it finally goes, like, the, he'll be called more fairly. But right now it's just blown in the wind. So I mean, like, how many times have we seen him, uh, like, he has a wide open lane to dribble to the hoop and he just stops, like, inside the arc, and he just waits for a guy to, like, be close to him, and then he just throws his body in the air. Like, dude, what fucking joyless, joyless, joyless basketball that is. Like, I, I, I'm i sorry. He is the fucking worst. And I, I'll save this for... I'll, I'll save my little words for Nate McMillan for uh, shouts and beefs, but 
man, this team is up 1-0 one, one and they're still crying to the media. So, like, oh, I, I, I never thought I'd care about the Atlanta Hawks in my life, but they're, they're like, slowly becoming, like, a, a, a rival of the Knicks. So I think it's going to go seven games. I think it's going to be fantastic series. Uh, obviously, they have to win on Wednesday. Um, but, um, I, you know, I, I don't think that Julius Randle is going to play that bad again. Um, that was really – and he notoriously um, is very rusty after the All-Star break, and, you know, they, they had a whole week off. Um, so this is kind of like a, a pattern with him where, like, if he has a long break, um, he, he comes back super rusty. So I, uh, I think on Wednesday he's going to come out. We're going to punch them in the mouth, uh, and we'll beat them uh, in game two. But uh, it is a tough loss. It is a tough loss. Got to keep reminding yourself, though, like, this is house money. I, like, it's insane that they even are in the playoffs, let alone, like, the four seed. So uh, it was incredible. My wife was thoroughly disturbed by my behavior during uh, the second half. I was uh, out of control. What were you, like, what, Absolutely walk, out walk, of control. walk us through. What are you doing? What is so disturbing about I your got, behavior? Well, first of all, I'm, like, drinking whiskey like it's water because uh-huh. I'm so nervous. And then... I'm jumping around. I've got my, – my friend was at game four in 99 in the finals, which is the only game they won against the Spurs. And he gave me his shirt that he got at that game. So I used it as a towel, and, you know, I'm swinging it around. I got it around my neck. I'm just acting really insane, just just jumping around, just falling down, you know, rolling on the ground. I'm, I've, I'm, I'm like, a, like a child, like a petulant child. Um, and God bless my wife. She, uh, you know, she – What's up with me? And you're just, for, it's just, it's reason. just you and your wife. There's not other Knicks, Knicks fans in the house or. No, you know, I might watch game two with Joe, with Joe Spellman, friend of the pod. He's, he's a, he's kind of like half a Knicks fan. He's like a general New York sports fan. He was a Knicks fan when they were good, you know, when we were, uh, you know, teenagers. But uh, I, I may watch game two with him, but yeah, I don't know. There, there've been some West coast Knicks fans that are like, Hey, we're going to get a meetup together. And I'm like, ah, this is, especially for game one. I just wanted to be. In my home, on my couch, the game on. I wanted to hear the garden, and um, yeah, I did, couldn't be around people. It's bad enough that my wife had to see me like that. You know, I, I don't want anyone else to see me like that. I mean, it's uh, truly terrible. The the last time they were in the playoffs, my father was visiting. And it was the the first round series against the Celtics. They ended up winning the game, but it was really close, and they almost blew it. And my father was like, oh, "You like you need therapy. You need you need to." <laughs> You need to relax. That was uh, disturbing to watch my son act that way uh, during a sporting event. So, um, let me let let me let me ask you though. You gotta respect the Trey Young antics post shot. He hits the shot. The quieting no, no, no. of the crowd. The, it's yeah, a, but then he puts it. He 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 doesn't do the shush right. I was listening to Wob uh, his little like radio roulette uh, show. Um, late night last night on Twitter, and he pointed out it's a it's a it's a good point. He he puts like his finger like up to his stupid unibrow. It's like yo, you gotta shush right. Dude, he's trying to cover up the unibrow. He's trying to shush and cover up the unibrow. Come on, man. Oh, you can't. Yeah, you, you can't cover up that. I like disgusting. I liked. I liked. I liked that. Little, that, that he he looks like he looks like a popsicle stick with an old uh, Brillo pad attached Dude, sh- to it. He <laughs> he he is the most unattractive superstar I think we've ever had in the league. Shades can, of can can you can you think of enough like we've had uglier players, but I mean as far as like all star t- 
talent. I mean, he's he's got it. He's got to be the ugliest of all time. Like the most. I think un- it's just. I, th- I, I I think it's just the hair. I th- think it's just the hair. Like I think if he if if if, if he shaved it down, I think he'd look fine. So yeah, but the but the hair is like half his head. <laughs> he's got that tiny little stupid yeah. well, lollipop what, head. <laughs> what are you hiding, Trey Young? Trey Young, what are you hiding yeah. under that uh, under that rapidly uh, losing those rapidly falling out follicles? Um, That's right. I lo- I lo- shades of Reggie Miller though. I love the you know the the taunting of the crowd and it just the the thing the, was like the, the Re- stepping Re- up in the big moment too. But the thing was like Reggie Miller was just like I mean I like one of my most despised like players as a child. Because he he tormented the Knicks, although they beat him a ton, and of course the famous choke, you know, like obviously like that game like was insane, but they also went on to win that series, the Knicks. So it's it's not that cool, but Reggie Miller had way more swag than Trey Young does. Trey Young is like not a cool personality. I, I don't know. I feel like he's very similar to Miller. I don't think Miller's cool either. Like I I but I, no, I but just Miller, like but but Miller like was just like a a just lights out just like nail in the coffin shooter and Trey Young could be that way if he didn't fucking do the fucking go to the free throw line 15 times a game with his bullshit like I I, he's such an incredible shooter he has such a great like uh talent and range like he he could just be like the next Steph Curry but he opts to like only play that way like half the time and the other half of the time he's just like waiting for someone to be near him and and then he throws his body into them like Steph never does that shit I, Dave, I have gotta, no respect gotta, for you gotta admit he came up big in the fourth quarter you gotta admit he played well he hit a bunch I, of big shots he did trolled, and like, trolled the fan base hard come on oh, that was a great oh. performance and the Knicks and the Knicks did a piss poor job on like pick and roll defense which has been their bugaboo all year that and like the offensive boards but like Ah, he's just not cool though. Like, I didn't find like like look. Oh, but they, Reggie Miller wasn't cool. That's my thing. He's, been, you gotta, he's a no, great he's, troll. That's how uncool Trey Young is. Like, he makes Reggie Miller like look like Kobe, like or or like MJ. I I think he's so like because he looks like such a weirdo. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, dude, why are you just why are you being like a luxist? Come on, man. Like. <laughs> Well, you're the most vain person on this podcast. Come on, this is, this is, I feel insane that you're not backing me up on this. I he looks like I, a troll you know, doll. I, I, he he's yeah exactly. I don't know. I I obviously everyone knows I'm a huge Knicks fan, so you know I was crushed and everything, and I was just you know a puddle of tears. Um, but I had to admire. I had to admire the showmanship of 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 Trey Young. I just uh I just thought I give I give. I don't his take. Due. I don't take anything away from his talent. He is an incredible talent. I just don't particularly enjoy watching him play half the time. And I also think he has zero swag. And the okay. fact that like he was posting on his like social media like and like he clearly had planned like what he was going to say like they went quiet and then he said it like 50 more times like <laughs> in the post game conference on his Twitter account. It's like he's like trying to brand himself. It's like I, I'm sorry. I thought that was kind of really yeah, it's pretty bad. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. Um, it felt very uh, planned and like pre, you know. Knicks, Knicks still winning the series, seven I games. I firmly believe. Yeah, I, I think it'll go seven games. I firmly believe the Knicks will uh, will come back home and they'll 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 finish the series off. But hell of a game, uh, hell of a hell, like honestly, like most of the games all weekend were fantastic. 
including the play and the, the playing games were fantastic too. The playing games are great. And I that, that I, Warriors I, Grizzlies game. Oh, I like, you know what I thought? I, I was kind of, I was, I was apprehensive that the Warriors would win and it would just be seven, eight, seven, eight in both conferences, which I thought yes. would be kind of boring. I thought it's kind of cool that the Warriors lost um, as yeah. much as I would like to have seen them in, you know, in the playoffs. I feel like, they would not have had the grit and determination that that the Grizzlies have. Like they would have just been like, "Yeah, we've been here before. We don't have it. We're not winning a title." I feel like they would have rolled over for the Jazz. But as we saw last night, like the Grizz really took it to the Jazz. Um, Dude, yeah, Dylan Brooks is legit. All the games that they played against the Knicks this year, I was like, "Holy shit!" The, like he is really good. He's going to get paid big time. The whole, um, I mean, the whole Grizz team, though, the whole, like, like yeah. we've been saying all year, they got a, they, they got a team full of the third best guys. Like the whole team is like, is <laughs> yeah, like yeah. third. I mean, I guess, I guess Morant is your like, whatever, I number mean, Mar- two, maybe. But he did, he did not play that well down the stretch uh, at the end of the season, but he has turned it on, you know, since the play-in start. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, but then you have like your Xavier Tillmans and Desmond Baines and dudes like that. Um Jaron Jackson Jr. is, like, so good, but, like, he's – I don't know. I guess he gets into foul trouble a lot. But uh, – The – yeah. And then there's something weird going on with the Jazz where it's, like, the uh, there seems well, to be some beef between Mitchell's trainers and the Jazz and the training trainers. staff. Yeah. Where the Mitchell's trainers are, like, he's ready, and the Jazz training staff are, like, no, he's not, which – I mean, I mean you got to think he – You got to think he's yesterday. not – well, you got to think he's not actually ready. I mean, if the Jazz, if the training staff's like holding him out, unless they're like trying to p- play like three dimensional chess and just like, oh yeah, our team, our, our team has this. Let's give him some more rest. It does seem that 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 something fishy going on there, though. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So, uh, I mean, as we predicted, uh, you know, Jazz are frauds. Um. <laughs> I bet the Jazz. No, I bet the Jazz know, to win the know, to, to win the West. I was hey, like, I hey, looked at. I have already gotten three wins out of the Grizzlies. That that was my last pick looking nice in the pool right now. Dude, my bets, my playoff bets have been terrible. I bet I, I, I in all the <laughs> I lost every play and bet I met. I think I bet the Hornets. I bet the I bet the Hornets. I bet, the, bet the Warriors against the Lakers. Well, the Warriors. I bet the Hornets. To be Warriors. fair, the Warriors, I, I, the Warriors I had that game. They should have won that game against the Lakers. They should have like, won that game. Oh. They should have won just, that game. They got so sloppy on offense. Yeah. Uh, they absolutely handled LeBron that game. But um, should we talk about the Lakers? Yeah, I think I, I you know, I, I, don't, I, I, don't wanna, I haven't I, believe I haven't believed in that team uh, all year. I just think like LeBron's still obviously clearly not healthy, um, and AD's kind of all over the place, and and clearly like just. Uh, adding Andre Drummond didn't did, did not did not help the team. Well, they can't figure out what they're doing at center because then they put in Montrezl Harrell, who's fine on offense, but like he just gets destroyed on defense. Uh, like Caruso is awesome, but like there's only so much he can do, and and like Kuzma sucks. So it's just like I, um, KCP's like fine, you know. Like there there's and I guess and Schroeder's still kind of working his way back from uh, being out all that time. So. Yeah, I just don't think uh, they have the mojo this year. You know, I th- maybe th- f- famous I th- last words. I think words, they're done. But- I think they're done. Yeah. Like I think, I, yeah, exactly. Famous last words. Fam- counting on LeBron after one game and overreacting to one game, but I just, I, I just, it I just seems I like they don't have it. That, I also just, I legitimately think the Suns are better. Like I think they're a better the team. Sun, the Suns are good. A, B, it does. It seems like there's physically something wrong with LeBron. Like he doesn't seem to be his his like full LeBron self. 
Anthony yeah. Davis is is in and out. Um, Anthony Davis looks heavy to me too. Like Anthony Davis looks like he's like ten pounds overweight or something. I don't know if that's like padding or something, but he looks he looks heavy. So. I mean, Borelli said it last time he was on, and I shut him down because he's Borelli, and that's just what you do. But yeah. it's like kind of all the things that I thought was what happened to this Lakers team in the 2020 season are happening in the 2021 season, where LeBron body seems to be not what it was. Anthony mm-hmm. Davis, the same. I mean, the only other thing I thought would happen is there'd be like a, a, a mutiny against Vogel by his, um, you know, murderous assistants, uh, Jason Kidd. <laughs> um, yeah. That obviously hasn't happened yet. But it just doesn't seem like those guys are right. And no. LeBron's out here in the play-on game and this game, um, the game the, 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 in game one, where he's just, like, playing up injuries and stuff. And it's just, like, it just seems like he's laying down a whole series of excuses for a first-round exit to me. Um, watch, yeah. they, they reel off four in a row and we're, like, look dumb. But I, 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 think, I, I think the Suns are advancing. So, so do I. So do I. Uh, yeah. I know Chris Paul's shoulder is all fucked up now, but he said he's going to play in game two. Uh, he looked, he, he definitely looked like messed up like after that play uh, for the rest of the game. But uh, they have enough talent to get through. Like Booker is fucking really good. Mikel Bridges, uh, Booker. You know, Booker is just feasting because they have no center play. Um, so, yeah, I think the Suns will advance. Yeah, I mean, I even, even, even without Chris Paul, I, yeah, I, I, I do think that that team has enough confidence that they'll be able to advance. And I, I don't know. Can I say that the most like, you know, conspiracy ref uh, situation in that game that campaign throws the ball at, I, for, I forget who, if it was at AD or Caruso. And then Montrezl Harrell comes over and throws his body into him. And campaign is the one that gets thrown out, and nobody else. The league definitely wants. I mean, the league. I mean, the league was trying to get the Warriors into the playoffs, and now the league's clearly trying to get the Lakers uh, to, advance. to advance. The West is. I mean, all the underdogs won in the West. Um, Memphis, mm-hmm. even though the Mavs. Suns are the higher seed, they you know they were the underdogs. Mavs mm-hmm. and the Blazers. So I mean, we're recording this bef- uh, you know Monday night, so we won't know what's going to happen tonight in the Denver uh, series. But yeah. it's kind of like the, bu- the, bu- the Bucks are whipping up on the Heat, so that might be yeah. a faster series than we expected. No, I expected the Bucks to win. I, I, I yeah, I, I expected I the thought, Bucks to I take thought, it. Take I, uh, I thought it would go seven games. I don't know. I, I just because I believe in I believe in Jimmy Butler and and Spo. But yeah. um, we'll see. The, the, I mean, the the first game was close as hell, but yeah, tonight they're getting stomped. The West, the West certainly, the West certainly does seem wide open, though. Um, yes. Who would you pick right now, Dave? Uh, I really wanted to like choose either the Nuggets or the Clippers, and they both lost. Uh, I still, I still think the Nuggets are going to win that series. Um, but uh, I, I honestly have no idea. I have no idea. Yeah, I, you would, no you would, al- you would almost pick the Suns if you could count on Chris Paul's health. Okay, so uh, so the Suns beat the Lakers. Who would they potentially play in the next round? The Nuggets or the Blazers? The Nuggets or the Blazers? Yeah. Yeah, so that's uh that's the path, right? I mean, that seems like a a path at least to the Western Conference Finals. Um that's a that's pretty good I'm path. Saying. That's, that's a pretty good I'm path. That's what I'm saying. So Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think I. But Chris Paul is all—he always get injured in the playoffs. He's the X so. factor always, always. It was a yeah. miracle that he came back. I, I could not believe he came back in that game. I was like, oh, he's, he's toast, like as as per usual. But 
Yeah, long way to go. And um, <laughs> you, you don't just heal up from those injuries uh, at, at your age. Uh, uh, yeah, Chris Paul, <laughs> everyone is 35, at, at 36. Age, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, at my uh, age, definitely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Any other playoff takes, Dave? Any other any other burning playoff takes you want to get out? No, um, I guess I'm not. I'm not so surprised that the Mavs uh, won Game One. I I think that's going to be a good series. Uh, is K is uh, um, is KP playing in Game Two? Do we know? Do we know? Uh, has you know, he has he well, gotten injured well, yet? Or? You know, it's not a back to back, so he might be okay. Uh, but uh, uh, this is sources according to. My boy Jonathan Macri at Knicks uh-huh. home school. He said on the uh, the Knicks pregame yesterday, he said that uh, a little birdie has told him, a, a source told him that KP is absolutely gone. <laughs> but okay, and I trust I trust him. He wouldn't just say something like that. He but he he actually has like sources now since he's become. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great, talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash blue wire sports offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com slash blue wire sports. That's indeed.com slash blue wire sports and support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire sports terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. I'm uh, more of a like, he, he's he's on the uh, the Knicks team zooms and all that, asking questions of the coaches and the players and stuff. So uh, I do I don't think he would have just thrown that out on a um, a public uh, forum if he hadn't actually heard that. Uh, so what, I don't what, know what what that, what that value mean? is. But I mean, like, what does that mean? <laughs> they're, gone, they're just going to trade him for nothing. They're trading for a second rounder if they can't. Get, yeah, you know, I, I think I think they're going to cut their losses and say like this is a, uh, has been detrimental to our star player and we need him gone. You know, right. Luca, 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 yeah, (laughs) (laughs) too bad. John's not here. Too bad. John's not here to take another L. I know to get to get a huge L. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Well, um, let's bring in let's bring in our guests. Let's, uh, let's, let's bring, bring in our guests. Let's bring in our guests. Okay. So on the on the pod we have joining us John Hill, regular regular co-host, finally showing up, finally showing up, finally appeared, made it, and Jake Fisher from Bleacher Report. New book out. What's the book called? It's like Don't <laughs> Lose. John has it. I got it. Copy. Oh, Damn. Built to Lose. How yeah, as I, as I era changed the league forever. Yeah, I, how the NBA's tanking era changed the league forever. That's it. We can't say it. We can't, we can't say it too many times. You know? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I purchased I purchased the book uh, yesterday, um, and if it's any sign, I'm 
at how good the book is. I'm 150 pages in by. Oh by wow! Today. So and yeah, and I, I read I read at about a fourth grade level. So like that's pretty good. That's pretty <laughs> well, good. Listen, that's pretty good. I, my writing style, at least this is my humble opinion. You know, I don't like when I open an article or a book or something and they use all this highfalutin vocabulary, if you will. I like right, like falutin. No falutin in the yeah, book, yeah. please. No, no falutin in that book. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. I have my little artful turn of phrase here and there, but uh, I try to make it – I try. I wanted it to be a quick read, you know? So give us give us the overall pitch for people who have who have not read half the book in one day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty good selling pitch, honestly. Um, but my pitch is that – you know, I'm a reporter. That's that's kind of been my my calling card throughout my career, starting back when I was a 19 year old year old intern at Slam Magazine, where some of this stuff kind of started. And you know, over the years, understanding how the NBA worked, you know, building some contacts. So I ended up talking for this book. I talked with over 300 players, coaches, agents, executives, you name it, um, to get you know the inside stories and what really happened. Uh, to produce this anecdotal history from around 2012 to 2016, where all these analytical-minded executives came to power. You had Sam Hinkie in Philly, obviously the process is the star of this. But then there was also Rob Hennigan in Orlando and Ryan McDonough in Phoenix and Pete D'Alessandro in Sacramento. And David Griffin comes to power in Cleveland. So there was all these teams you know, hiring these young guys, playing the draft game. Boston, people forget, traded KG and Paul Pierce to Brooklyn the same night that Drew Holiday was traded to New Orleans to start the process. So there were a lot of teams who did this strategy, a lot of fascinating different case studies of team building from there. And we're seeing the results right now in this season with, you know, Philly as the one seed, Phoenix is at the two, Orlando blows it all up all over again. Boston's kind of at a reckoning with their rebuild. So, you know, it's pretty fascinating, I think, how those tentacles of the, of the book are still kind of playing out today. So you talked to 300 people. Can you rank the 300 people from <laughs> one to 300, please? Yeah. I mean, Evan uh, Turner's got to be one, right? <laughs> oh, Evan Turner. Are you best one. friends? Let me ask. Are you best friends with Evan Turner? Um, because the ins- insight you have from him is amazing. He seems yeah. to really trust you as a writer. Evan and I have an interesting relationship. Um, I mean, I was like clamoring for him to be the Sixers point guard back in like 2009, in the early days of Twitter, when I was like a Philly blogger, quote unquote. Like I was in high school, I had no idea what I was talking about, but he wanted to play point guard too. So we like follow each other on Twitter and DM for a while. <clears throat> and then like, as I got into the league and actually like showed up at places, he'd be like, Oh yeah. And I'm like, you don't know, he, I guess he kind of treats me like a kid brother that he can like catch up with without really realizing that there's a recorder on and like this info is coming out. Um, but then he always is like, that's who he is anyways, a genuine dude. So I don't think it's ever like an issue, but yeah, he shared some great stuff from like, really funny shit to, you know, when he was like depressed and thinking about just like walking away from basketball, which I don't think a lot of people really realize. Evan Turner, I think one of the more compelling people in those pages, definitely. No, a lot of us Philly fans were asking him to walk away from basketball. <laughs> I think, I think we were in the same, I think we we're in the same boat. Never um, got those uh, two first rounders for him though. Almost. almost. We were close. so close. <laughs> two Jake. seconds. Two seconds. Yeah. 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 Jake, I've been following you since the Liberty Ballers days. I was one of Thank the you, one of the one of the guys always in the comments, uh, loving your stuff and been Jay Hill Namin. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And uh John in LA in uh Liberty Ballers back in the day. Um can you what I love about the book 
is that you're you're looking at it holistically from all the other teams, mm-hmm. you know, and, and how what this book is different than just like a Sixers book is kind of the how the whole league had to adapt to this. Yeah. Do you think certain teams have done a better job or a worse job? Obviously, there's that. But like having interviewed these people, do you think their strategies were completely different? Yeah, I, I think I, you know, I said case studies earlier. I think they're all different examples of the same idea. So Philly was the most audacious, audacious brazen. I can, I can, I combined audacious and brazen there. Ah, there um, you go. Pure there writer go. right there. I love it. That was unintentional. Um, <laughs> Phil, you know, Hanky trading, 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 unapologetically drafting injured players, even, you know, to bet on that high upside. Um, Boston was the team that traded their stars, traded um, their championship contending roster, while the Lakers, on the other hand, kept Kobe and kept trying to up, uphold and prop up a contender around him, even though he, you know, tore his Achilles and then hurt his knee and hurt his shoulder. Um, Sacramento, you know, they're an example, I think, of a cautionary tale of not taking hard enough, right? Like they never got an, a top three pick. They, they, they fell into to Marcus Cousins, but he fell to them for, I think, interpersonal, interdisciplinary reasons that ultimately plagued the Kings themselves. So um, I think what we really see across the NBA is that like, it is really hard for the typical NBA organization to like hire their executive, hire their coach and the ownership, all that nucleus, it's they're like the executive branches of the government. Like if they're not all clicking at simultaneously, it's really difficult to be successful. And that's why we really only see every year, five to six teams get into that stratosphere of really contending. It's really, you got to really strike a chord throughout the whole organization. And it's so rarely able to do that. So I was hoping to show the perils that, pop up just from the everyday intricacies of this league through all these stories that are in there. And I think they've kind of, you know, played out and and, and unfolded as they have where, you know, the teams in the book are where they are. I think it makes sense from the details that we, uh, we cover there. So if you look at the, if you look at some of the teams profiled, I would say like you have Hennigan with the magic, D'Alessandro, whatever, whatever his last name is with the Kings, McDonough with the Suns, Hinky with the Sixers, and Ainge with the Celtics. I would say those teams are all kind of at the same starting point when you when you begin the book. They're all kind of at the beginning of a rebuild. Mm-hmm. Those teams then go on to have, you know, uh, different levels of success, say, over the past, whatever, uh, eight or nine years, however long it's been. What would you attribute that to? Would you attribute that to the skill of the executive or more to luck? Um, well, I guess one thing is you, you said that they all started kind of the same starting point. I would respectfully disagree because, you know, the Celtics traded KG and Paul Pierce, right? So they were able to, for example, pivot. And oh, typical by- typical Sixers. Got to hate on the Celtics. They had more. Okay, okay, I got it. I got it. But they had that trove of Celtics. But they, the Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are considered to be, right, the crown jewels of the, Marcus Smart, you know, is – obviously a pretty integral part of that organization, but Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are, are the, are what makes that engine run. If Marcus smarts, the engine um, and they were, they were both, those guys are both selected with picks that they got from Brooklyn and that allow having that in their back pocket, allowed the Celtics to make that swing on Isaiah Thomas in 2015 and get right back to the playoffs. But um, what I think, you know, the differences in what happened also, like there's so many unforeseen variables that pop into play for every team in the NBA, whether it being 
injuries on your own team, injuries during the draft process, um, a, a player requesting a trade. I mean, the injury thing is probably the most important one. And I think well, what about what about and also Hennigan taking a picture with this whole plan on a whiteboard behind yeah, him? So. For sure. For sure. I mean, those things don't certainly don't help. And that's why, you know, Sam Hinkie for part of his the difference in his strategy was also his personality. Right. And how he very famously, you know, revealed very, very little to anybody, even within his own office, let alone around the league, let alone to. But, oh, but he's willing to take you as a 19 year old out to dinner. <laughs> It's true. Well, I'll tell you, he did not divulge much information to me. The brilliance of Sam um, is partially, um, you know, he takes every opportunity he can to reap some type of information from any phrase who's across the table for him, let alone who, who that is. I mean, not to toot my own horn, but he's, he thought I was someone worthwhile of having a conversation about basketball with over dinner, and he just thought that would be – you know, that beneficial to him in some capacity, which, you know, I, I thought the same was that that's why I was sitting at that table too. So I think that maybe that shows to the humility of him that he would think, you know, a 19 year old intern might be someone I want to have, uh, have dinner John, with. You, John, you, he was like, when one day this guy writes a book, I, I need to soften him up to, to, to be nice <laughs> to me in the book. John, yeah. didn't you corner him at a all-star weekend, uh, numerous times, numerous times. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Did he want to? Did he want to hear what your uh, about your basketball acumen, or did he want to just get away from you as fast as possible? You know, okay. Here, here's a question, Jake. You know, you know him a little bit. Does he does he drink or does he not drink? I do not believe he drinks alcohol. See, this one was the weird one because I I at the time did not drink. I was eight years sober, and when I met him, he seemed drunk. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, okay, so he's at the All-Star, he's not working anymore, he's having a good time. He was actually with Scott O'Neill at the time, which was mm. kind of funny, and he even mentioned that he's like, ugh, this guy. Um, and then later I found out, they were like, no, he's actually sober, he never drinks. And then it may be like, I was like, was he faking being drunk at this party mm. to like glean, to like throw people off? I don't know, that's a mystery to me. Mm. Mm. It's part of the mystique. But that, mystique. It, it's I like, he know. definitely had drinks in his hand. But it could have been a ginger ale. It could have been a mocktail, but he seemed very loose. He seemed very, I thought he was drunk. I don't know. I, I, maybe from not. my interactions with Sam, I don't know him to be pulling chicanery more so <laughs> than uh, choosing his words very carefully. Um, but maybe. I mean, he's a really brilliant guy. So who knows? <laughs> uh, speaking but, about that, what did you discover about him interviewing other people in the league? Like, because I know there's a, he, he gets a lot of grief from other people. Like, like you talk about how like Isaiah was a GM that like you know would talk bad about him. Just like you know the 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 basketball quote unquote basketball minds. What was like the general consensus outside of our like hinky fandom love fest? Like, what what was yeah. the mood there? Well, that's the thing. There there is no general consensus. There are some agents who despise him, who think that he treated their clients like assets and not like people and who really were bothered by how he was very unwilling to negotiate off of that non-guaranteed four-year minimum hinky special. Um, there are agents who loved him, who think that they gave his guy an opportunity to make it. And, you know, Christian Wood, for example, there are a lot of players who, Robert Covington, they think that Sam communicated to them that when he really believed in them 
and they kind of viewed themselves as like one of Sam's guys. And that, you know, gave them confidence. A lot of times you're on, when you're undrafted, you're on that doorstep, like self-doubt starts to creep in, you know, just like anyone trying to make it and getting someone like that, giving you that vote of confidence, I think like really empowered a lot of those dudes. And, you know, Joel Embiid was one of those guys too. Like, remember he was someone who missed his first two years because of injury to the point where the Sixers, I know for a fact, it's in the book that, um, part of maybe Jalil, or, uh, Embiid never playing was part of the calculus that led them to draft in Jalil Okafor. They didn't know or believe that this kid was ever going to be able to stay on the court. So for him, you know, to be where he is at right now, an MVP candidate, I think a lot of that starts with Sam, you know, always being there for him, supporting him, telling him, like, you are going, you are the process. Um, that's why I think he calls himself the process today. I think that's like what that really stems from. Um, but there are also people who, um, you know, just think he like was a guy who didn't do anything that crazy. Like he just had the opportunity and um, the, the runway to do it. Like ownership doesn't really sign on board for three really dramatically bad seasons like that. There are teams who are bad every year. Obviously the Kings, like we talked about earlier, they've missed the playoffs 15 straight years now, but they're not in the news for being the worst team possibly ever every single year. So um, I think they saw, it was like, Hey man, this guy's kind of like, being taking the easiest route. It's very easy to tear apart a roster and be bad. So I think there was opinions that were kind of conflicting all over the place. And then where do you, now having read, written the book, where do you fall on your, your thoughts about him? Yeah. I like Sam a lot. I texted him today, actually. Oh shit. <laughs> um, I was at, I was were you like, hey, Sam, I'm going on you the Super Hoopers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, I'm going big, big day for me. I'm going on the Super Hoopers. Going to have a yeah. drink. What well, about you? I was, Question mark. I was at lunch with an NBA friend, and we were talking about um, – I don't, I don't really want to go too in-depth about the Pacers situation, but um, you know, Kevin Pritchard said they interviewed 15 people about Nate Bjorkren, and um, you know, I was curious about – how many, I'm not going to give the answer. I was curious about what Sam's thoughts were on that number, let's say. Um, just out of curiosity, because the, the, the friend at lunch asked me. But um, I, I say that story also to say, like, he's someone that, I, that I'm really curious about what he thinks on anything. And he, I like, I mean, I'm very grateful that um, if he's listening, which he won't, um, I'm very grateful that uh, he's someone that I do, I, I think I do have that olive branch sometimes. If uh, he's, a, I, I think he's someone who, um, Obviously, like I said, a lot of people in the NBA thought what he did was pretty simple, but I think he's someone who took a, like, a very simple idea to the nth degree that other people totally wouldn't have. Like, there's a story that someone told me the very first draft in 2013, he had this big, thick binder that detailed outcome on outcome on outcome, depending on who went, because the Sixers had the 11th pick that draft as they started, where they took MCW. If the, eighth, if the, if the team picking eighth did X, then he would do all these different things at the team picking ninth, like to the point where, you know, you do that whole math term. What's that called with the exclamation point where it's like, how many different possible outcomes could there be? Like he's, he already prepared for all of them anyway, with Intel and information and analysis. Like he was just doing it to the next level other people were doing. And I, I'm still kind of blown away by the level of detail. And I mean, I'm, I talked to over 300 people and work on this for three years. Like I really respect kind of the, the grit and the, the hustle that that takes to do. So. 
Uh, Factorial, I believe, is the math term you're looking for. You know, math major over Factorial. here. Factorial. <laughs> there it is. I used to have a brilliant math mind, and then I went to college and smoked too much weed. <laughs> I was just going to say the same thing. Oh, yeah. You too, John? What? Well, you smoked yeah. You smoked the weed. I don't know about having a brilliant math mind, but. Uh, I'm, I'm very good at math. <laughs> I believe you. So. You know, none of these guys are, are are many of the GMs profiled are not not still in the leagues, right? Or, or not, they're not still GMs. Like McDonough is no longer with the Suns. Hennigan yeah. got fired with the Magic. Uh, Delisandro's out with the Kings. Hinky obviously is gone. Who are you hiring, Jake? You're you're in charge of a new franchise. You're in charge of the Vegas, whatever the Vegas franchise is. Yeah. Who are you hiring? Are you bringing any of these guys? The Vegas back? Wolves. The Vegas Wolves. That's. Yeah. That's a really, that's a really great question. No one's asked me that yet, and I've been doing a lot of podcasts. Not to also say that you guys are just one of many, because I'm 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 very appreciative to be here. Um, <laughs> but I I think you know, to to go also I'll, to combine a question from earlier. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of them they're all not there for different reasons, right? I think for Sam it was his inability to. I mean, he could have. He's a really charming guy. Obviously, I'm pretty charmed by him. Um, he could have gone on a press tour and talked to local radio and, you know, charm people and spoke. I mean, I went to Sam Presti's virtual Zoom, went, quote, unquote, uh, the other day, and he, he spoke for 30 minutes before anybody asked a question, talking about how they want to represent the state of Oklahoma and all this stuff. Like, Sam just wasn't willing to do that because he didn't want to. And he didn't want to because he thought he truly thought any second he spoke, it was divulging possibly in, like info to his rivals, which you might sound crazy, but honestly, kind of brilliant. Like every other team in the NBA virtually broadcasts who they work out for the draft pretty much. Philly wasn't announcing anybody. And like I was as like a 19 year old kid texting agents, chasing down who was there and like kind of making a little bit of a name for myself in the Philly media market because like he he wasn't revealing it. So um, maybe I maybe I respect it because it helped me out, but also like I think it's smart. Like why tell your competitors who who you're consider who you're considering to hire, you know? Um, but I'm, I'm gonna wrap this up. So that was his fault because he didn't feel like communicating it, and the Jill Okafor thing happened. Blah 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 blah. Hennigan, I think his error was he came from OKC where they just drafted KD, Russ, Harden three straight years. They get to the finals in 2012, and they thought they could just do the same thing. Take a bunch of athletic guys um, with pretty much you know un- untapped potential, and they're going to all just be hardwired to work together and competitive, and their competitiveness is going to work and bounce off each other, and they're going to boost each other up, and we're going to make the finals again too. But – they didn't realize that they took KD, Russ, and Harden. Like those guys were uniquely hardwired to do that together. There are all these fabled stories about them playing an open gym and battling against each other, and like Russ and KD like racing to get their first to who's like earliest at practice the next morning. Like at a certain point, the Magic kept compiling all these guys, and Channing Fry told me he compared them to rats climbing on a ladder. Like think about that gross image, but like it's really makes the point like all these guys are stepping on each other's toes trying to become a guy and get better and get paid and i think if rob hennig i think rob hennig's mistake is the easiest to learn from he just really i think he probably um needed to consider fit more and egos and how you know drafting a bunch of guys who are all tweeners is theoretically great because you have this malleable team defensively all yada 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 but 
offensive roles also really help people's development identity wise and a person's identity plays a huge role in the locker room and all that type of stuff. It's, it's a cliche, but it's really real. So but I would get Rob Hennigan. Who, th- who are you hiring? Could, who are you Rob Hennigan, Rob Hennigan. I think he could fix that. I think that's very, okay. I think that's very correctable. So I, I liked a lot of the guys he drafted. They just, I mean, Aaron Gordon, Victor Oladipo. I liked Alfred Payton at the time. Obviously nope. he's still, I'm a Knicks fan. So oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, controversial with the Knicks, but you know he's still kicking around. In that in that um, regard, um, from the from a current Knicks perspective, how do you feel about what their front office looks like right now? Because it's kind of the anti hinky you know, an, a former agent, like his kind of hype man. It's like very like yeah. uh, opposite end of the spectrum, but it seems to kind of be working. I mean, they have Brock Aller there, who's you know more of a, a data driven guy. I was going to say that. Um, yeah. So there's balance there, but. But at the end of the day, Leon Rose yeah. is, is pulling the strings. Like, how, how do you feel about that look in a front office? Yeah, I mean, from what I've heard, Leon's the figurehead, but he is very well aware that he's never been a GM before. And I think he, he – I think he takes – this is not to say that he takes too many opinions, but I think he considers um, – Smart, the smart people that they have there and that's why they make smart decisions i think because he collects a, a smart consensus um i think brock has has a lot of say in their decision making um and i think that's that's good i think and tips has there was all this talk and, and besides bringing derrick rosen it seems like they keep tips on a leash which is uh probably for the best <laughs> yeah yeah and i'll give a shout out i've heard that darren ehrman has been very good at helping communicate for like between Tibbs and people and, and, and help Tibbs take the temperature on things, um, which is kind of interesting being his background. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it seems like he's someone that is a really integral fabric of that coaching staff. So that's, you know, kudos to all the inventive hires that they had. I mean, the Knicks put together a roster of staffers that like came very highly regarded from separate situations. And it seems to have been you know, off to a great start so far. Yeah. Yeah. Last question before uh, from me, and then I have then I have a game. I don't know if John and Dave have have questions, uh, other questions. But in the book, yeah, you, you repeatedly, you, you in the book, you repeatedly uh, refer to Michael Malone as Mike Malone. Ooh. Have you? Oh. Have, oh, we should have you. Have you heard from him? Trigger, has, trigger has, warning. Has any, any Nuggets fans? Trigger warning. Trigger warning. Any Nuggets fans? Yeah, um, you know that's a, that's, a, that's an error on my part. For sure. And um, I honestly didn't think of that when the whole moment happened the other night. So you're breaking that news to me right now. And this is my live reaction. And that's a bummer. That's definitely a bummer. Maybe for paper, paperback, um, you could you could change it. You know, when I, yeah, just, a, you just know. a little control F, uh, Mike from Michael. Because, yeah. I think that's because he's a junior and his dad is a long time like high school coach. And it's like an honor. I think that's what that is. Um, I don't know. I, that's. So don't don't fact check me or fact check me on that. Don't hold me to that. Um, okay. okay. But okay. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of Mike, there's a lot of Michael Malone details in there, which I think he got a really raw deal. <laughs> yeah, I think I think all the Kings fans think that too. Yeah. Uh, seeing you know seeing what's happened mm-hmm. uh, later on. Um, yeah. You guys got more questions? Or you want to move to guess the Avi? John, uh, I I say let's do the guess the Avi. Yeah, yeah. Then, okay, let's do the guess the Avi. If, there's a, if there's a follow up, I'll, I'll hit you. Yeah, yeah. That. This, this is a little game we play on the Hoopers, Guess the Avi. Uh, the way it works is I take a tweet from Twitter, 
um, dive into the replies, and I ask you questions about the uh, repliers. So, so Jake, you tweeted, this is an article you tweeted out, the noise about Nate Bjorken has, gr- uh, has been oh, growing God. for months inside the first-year head coach's turbulent Indiana tenure with details on why he'll likely leave the Pacers after just one season. So this is an article I quite enjoyed. We actually talked about it on the pod uh, whenever it came yeah. out. Just about, you know, just about what's going on over there um, in, yeah. uh, in Indy. Um, and I dived in. I, I, I don't know if you read your replies or not, but I dived into the replies uh, of this of this tweet. I, I try to stay away on a story yeah, like that. I, mean, I, I, I have a feeling on who this person's going to be, but uh... oh no, there's many, there's many, there's many, there's many, there's many. Um, well, I guess we can start there though. Uh, one of the replies: Don't use me to push false narratives. Uh, which which uh, which which NBA player uh, yeah. was that? Was that CJ Warren? Yeah, CJ. Um, oh. I mean, there are people there have since the story was posted. I have heard the uh, the inclination that he did not decline a trade. I did not request a trade. I will say that um, there are still many people around the NBA who say that he did. Um, I don't know what is true, um, but at the end of the day, TJ Warren is not allowed to say that he did publicly without receiving a fine so that's another factor to be included um and if he did not request a trade and that information was inaccurate then i apologize for that information not being accurate however that does not uh put the other details um in the line i just uh you know sometimes some people say something and it's hearsay you don't actually get it confirmed and it's not a hundred percent there but uh, the other details are, you know, they are what they were. And uh, I think it'll be interesting to see how that situation unfolds. Right. After yeah, TJ Warren, big liar, confirmed here. Uh, <laughs> confirmed, big liar. Look, look, I mean, look, yeah, you don't have to go into details. You just got a point, right? That's how we play the game. Yeah, you got a point. First, first point, first point. I had spiel. No, no, no. Um, but follow-up follow up question, follow-up question on TJ Warren. Which global landmark is in his banner image? I'll open this up to Dave, Dave, David, John. You can guess which the global, global landmark. landmark. Hmm. Global landmark. Take and a guess. Peter Warren's profile or his banner. His banner. His, his banner, banner image is is a very very famous kind of tourist destination. Where's hmm. T.J. Warren from? Hmm. Grand yeah. Canyon. Grand Canyon. Okay, Jake says Grand Canyon. John, any guesses? I wanted to say like Statue of Liberty. Statue of Liberty. Okay, we'll go, Dave. I will say um, Empire State Building. No, it's the Sphinx. Oh, oh the Sphinx. I was literally no, no, about to say the Sphinx. <laughs> no, 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 I said, no, no, I said, I said global. I was global, about to say the Sphinx. Global. global. Zero Damn points it. for everyone on that. Okay. Uh, another reply. Didn't Fred Van Fleet gush about Nate Bjorken? I remember he was upset about seeing him go. This is just odd to me. So in this replier's Avi, uh, there's a jersey. Which player... Which player's jersey is it? Is it Sabonis, Siakam, Van Fleet, the man himself, or TJ Warren? Siakam. Siakam? John? I'll say Sabonis. Okay. Dave? I was going to say Sabonis, uh, so I'll mix it up and I'll say uh, I'll say TJ Warren. Little, you know, little, 
you know, just just remember how the game is played. These these are actual replies to to Jake's tweet. So he might have a little more information than you guys. So maybe if you're playing the game, you might, might want to follow his follow his oh, lead if I, you want I, to get points. I have no idea. I have wow. no idea. Oh, it is. It's Yakum. It's Yakum. Okay. All okay. right. Good. Siakam. Good job. Right. I figured he was a Raptors Jake. fan, and, and Fred VanVleet was too was too, too obvious. obvious. Too obvious. Okay. Wow. All Very right. smart. Okay. Another reply from Love Sergeant you, Martin. <laughs> so Sergeant Martin said, "New Nate." didn't hire himself did he sergeant hmm. martin in his bio has lots of uh, cliches lots of cliches so i'm going to read out five cliches one of these is not in the bio all the other ones are in the bio <laughs> okay. so you have sergeant to pick martin. out the cliche not in the bio use your so head at least so four. Wait, yeah at least four yeah. are yeah there's just one that isn't right <laughs> so here they are here they're here they are use your head for more than a hat rack two ears one mouth Sarcasm is good! Exclamation point. That's not really a cliche, just, you know. Mama didn't raise a sucker. I'm not down with profanity because we're smarter. Which of those is not in the bio? Did he spell we're properly or wrong? (laughs) He did. He did did not. He did not. He did not. We're is. Sorry, I just kind of gave away that that one is. Uh, Yeah, that that one's good. Okay. We're is misspelled. We're is misspelled. Okay. okay, okay. I'm not down with profanity. Now I'm also realizing that, Matt, you wrote one of these, correct? I did. I did. Mm. I did. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, okay, we can can eliminate that one. Use your head for more than a hat rack. Two years, one mouth. Sarcasm is good. Mama didn't raise a sucker. Which one of those is not in the bio? I'm going to say Mama didn't raise a sucker. Two ears, one one mouth. That's what I was gonna say. I'll stick with I'll stick with that too. Whew. Jake's, Jake's crushing Jake's it. With oh! Jake's got John previously previously that undefeated. Was this game. That was, see, that's why that's, that's where my head was there. Which Man. one did yep. you write? Mm. Yeah, sarcasm sarcasm is good, it's too yeah, weird. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. that has to be there. Yeah, that has to be there. Okay. Uh, okay. I All will right. say last John, one, John did one. sniff out the misspelling, which is incredible. I did that was pretty good. That is incredible. <laughs> that, that, that is incredible. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um you this, a half, this yes, my, I'm not the game show host. <laughs> I'll take a half yep. point. I'll take a half point. Yep. So this was my favorite exchange from from, from the replies. So Greg I'm not sure if his name is Greg P. Lunk or Greg Blunk. But Greg Blunk says, yet nobody was saying this before this week. You know, kind of kind of saying, what's going on with your article, mm-hmm. Jake? Yet yeah. nobody was saying this no before one. this week. And then, then Zian replies to Greg, that's how journalism works? People talk about things once they're reported, Greg. Oh, yeah. I like well, that. Okay. <laughs> okay. So... Uh, yeah, shout out to that that exchange. So I'm I'm going to ask you about the first guy, uh, uh, the Greg 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 Blunk. So, and I just want to give you some more information about him, just so you know, just so you have not have everything going into this question. Visualize. So it. here, here's his this bio. Here's his bio. Husband. Period. Father. Period. Normal guy. Period. Financial and insurance pro by by trade and training. Love IU indie Reds and coaching kids. Friend to all dogs grateful for everything all right that's his bio oh my my question he's the one who said why didn't this come out till today yes yeah he said yet nobody was saying this before this week yeah yeah that's this guy Mm -hmm. okay so his avi his the picture in his avi is he a sunglasses in car guy is it a picture of him coaching is it a picture of him in a suit or is it a sears photo with his family Oh, this, this, is a good one. this is a good one. 
sunglasses and car guy or is it him coaching you know he said he uh coaching kids yeah. was in his mm-hmm. bio is it him in a suit or is it a like one of those sears portrait photos with his family Husband, See, period, I want, father. I wanted, to, I wanted to go coaching, but then you just kind of explained it a little further, which makes me not want to say coaching anymore. Can you say them one more time? So we got you. You want the bio one more time, or the choices? No, the, the picture, the choices. Sunglasses and car. You know, like those classic sunglasses, mm-hmm. selfie and car. Is it him coaching? Is it him in a suit, or is it a Sears style portrait of him and his family? I'm going family. Okay. I'm going to go. I mean, I was the family one's close, but finance guy, I say suit. I was also going to say okay. suit, but a part of me also wants to say he's wearing a suit with sunglasses in the car. <laughs> That's a pretty good one, too. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes Matt tricks us. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say suit. I'm going to say suit. No, it's um, it's uh, it is suit. It is suit. So you guys, have hey, that. Jake, I, I, th- I still think you won. Jake I think won, you were up. I think you were up. It should be. I know, but yeah, I want to get them all. You want to get them all? <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's hard to get them all. I thought I thought he'd be one of those guys who would say like, "Oh, I'm a dad. Look like at my family. Now I can say anything online." Right. That's that was my. That's, that's it. Yeah. Hi, yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe, maybe Jake just tanked the last answer. Maybe he's doing a rebuild oh, yeah. for uh, the the next. Uh, I guess the Abbey game. I like it. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Tanking like in the NBA is still alive and well. That's right. Love it. Um, All right. You guys got anything else? John? No, Jake. Well, here's a question I'd like to ask. Where? Okay, Built to Lose, your book is out now. Where should people yeah. buy the book to make you the most money? Oh, yes. I appreciate that. Um, I've been told it really doesn't matter. Um, okay. Amazon, bookshop.org if you want to support a local bookseller. Uh, my publisher, Triumph, Barnes & Noble. I think it's a Target, too. Um, if you do buy it on Amazon, but anywhere you buy it, or if you buy it somewhere else and want to go on Goodreads or something, rating and reviewing it would be a huge help. And um, I do have this partnership going. I don't know if I can even say this on your show, but I'm saying it. Yep. Um, with this watch company called La Terrine. Um, any, any watch sold, you get a free copy of the book. Oh, um, hey. So that's pretty cool, too. Nice. Um, it's L-A-T-O-U-R-A-I-N-E, La Terrain. Um, they have some nice stuff. So, yeah, that's my, uh, that's my pitch. Um, oh, we need to stuff. get a watch sponsor. Yeah, yeah, we need to get a watch. All, 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 our sponsor is CBDisBetter.com. CBDisBetter.com, promo code Hoopers. Yeah. You know, go ahead and get that 20% off. Get some, uh, you know, get yeah. some CBD is better. Get some Delta 8 get gummies. Get nice and relaxed you know? and, then, uh, and then go get a couple of watches and, then, and get a free book. I mean... And then just stare at just stare at your watches. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I got one one last question. I remembered I want to ask Jake. Uh, I know I know um, you've admired uh, Lee Jenkins for a while, and and you're yeah. the, and I think he is the guy whose writing yours reminds me of most. What, do you have a relationship <laughs> with him? Yeah, I mean, I definitely was trying to copy him for a lot of years. <laughs> it's, I mean, I uh, I think. Uh, humbly speaking, I think I've found my own voice adjacent to Lee's, but there's definitely a huge influence for sure. Um, we do have a relationship. I mean, I will say that he does not like to speak about the Clippers, um, which I respect. Um, but he's always been a he mentor. Because he works with Clippers. Right. He was a writer and he took a job right. at the Clippers. He yeah. works with the Clippers. Um, and uh, I don't know. He's, he's always been a – I mean – 
I remember after college, I had a deal lined up with SI for like my first like actual real job. And, um, and then there was some layoffs and it kind of put that in disarray. And like, I didn't know what I was going to do for a bit. And I called him and he, he called, he, we had a, I remember we had a call set for four o'clock and the second the clock struck four, he called me and I was like, man, Lee Jenkins is, he's the real deal. Um, and he, he's always just been giving me great advice and friendship. And I mean, I don't think he realized that they were going to milk his quote and put it on the cover, but uh, <laughs> even that he was uh, kind enough to read it and say those things was definitely a cool moment for sure. So, and and over the years to hear him say like, "Hey, that story was great," or because he he also was not, he wasn't a bullshitter too. Like when he would say like, "I call him to ask for," I, I remember one time I did a profile on Lonzo Ball's agent at the time, Harrison Gaines, because like they were doing this whole different thing, right? They signed some nobody agent for like the number two pick in the draft. It was like weird. And I was in LA for a story on Lonzo. So I figured like, why not? And I spent two hours with the agent Harrison. I never spent that much time with a profile subject before. I didn't know how to like condense it into something and lead talking for like an hour about it. So um, he's the man. That's my long answer. Thanks, Lace. Good stuff, <laughs> man. Yeah. He, uh, yes. It's too bad. He, you know, it's too bad he's with the Clippers. We don't get to, we don't get to read him yeah. or hear him anymore. You know? Sam. Yeah, I think I think you will hear you will read Lee Jenkins at some point in time. It might not be about basketball. It probably won't be about the Clippers. Um, but that man is a writer, and I'm sure he's working on something. And or if he's not, he will. So that's my maybe that's me even like pleading to him for more. But <laughs> I, 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 you hear that, I, Lee? Right. We'll get some. All right, Built to Lose is the book. Jake Fisher, thanks for coming Yeah, thank on. you, brother. Good luck with the book. And thank yeah, you, man. Congrats. Get that book. It's Huge great. Huge undertaking, so congrats, thank man. Thanks, Jake Fisher. John, that was great. you're here. Yeah, John's here. Yes, I made it. What is what inside, Rob, Rob Hennigan. Rob Hennigan. Ooh. Better than Hanky. Yeah, Let's better than Hanky. Better that, than Presti. Put that, put that in the title. No, I didn't ask him about it. I said, uh, he, you oh, know, better Presti than, yeah, yeah, better than job, Hanky. So. Yeah. Well, but uh, he talked about how Presti was a, uh, on a Zoom call for 30 minutes talking about Oklahoma. So, <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. sorry Preston. I ain't hiring you, <laughs> no, okay? No. I don't want to hear about Oklahoma. Nope. Yeah. Come on. And I, and I will say, I mean, the book is really good. I, I'm not finished it yet, but it, he's a, it flows really well. I got to read. I got to read. Uh, it's, what, and what I love about it is, like, look, I will read anything about Hinky, of course, and it's obviously a main picture of it. But reading all about the other teams at the time, like, you forget. You know, you forget what Orlando did. You forget what Milwaukee did. There's some great stories about Atlanta wanted Giannis so much. Is it, is it a good companion to, like, your own Weitzman's book? Is it kind of, like... It's totally different. Totally different. It's yeah, totally yeah. different, I would say. Because it's, it's, it's like, each chapter is a different team, basically. Right, yeah. So it's not, it's not that, at least as far as I've gotten, it's not that philosophical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. and that's what's nice about it, I think. Because you're only hearing, you know, I only hear the Philly side of things. But here, the other side of like the Hawks wanting Giannis and trying to trade up with Dallas and then finding out that Dallas wouldn't trade, but then they traded later, you know, mm-hmm. and they were like, what the fuck? You said you weren't you weren't trading, you know, it's really good. Yeah, nice. that's like that's a nice detail because, yeah, the Hawks did try to trade up with Dallas and basically the, their package was not exactly what Dallas wanted. Dallas wanted salary relief. Anyways, yeah, it's interesting. It, it's, it's interesting. John, speaking of Philly, how are you feeling? Yeah. Oh, we, that was one. That was one series we didn't talk about. Oh yeah, that, that is the one series we did not talk about. Oh, I mean, what's there to talk about, right? 
Like, we're going to win 4 0. Yeah, yeah, it's over when it started. And uh, probably going to win the next series 4 0. I mean, uh, if you ask Borelli, you know, like, uh, it's going to be a seven game series and he's going to have to, you know. Oh, yeah. He's going to have to jump out a well, window. But, uh, yeah, look, it's it, going to be uh, pretty dis- easy. Yeah, the discourse is funny because Ben Simmons did his Ben Simmons playoff thing mm-hmm. where he couldn't score and then went 0 for 6 in foul shooting and. But had like 15 assists, 15 rebounds, which is like great. He did his job. Yeah. But like, the good th- bro, you gotta, you can't go over six from the foul line. The, yeah. The good thing is that the Wizards play people like Alex Len. So, uh, you know. Yes, exactly. So I, I, I think the only thing that worries me is, and it was the thing that worried me before, is what is going to become a Ben Simmons when you really need him late in the game. Mm-hmm. Because you can't be pulled because you can't shoot a free throw. Yeah. If you're supposed to be our second best player. Like, that's it. And then that's no slight on him. You can be really good most of the time, but that's, playoff basketball is completely different. But that's nothing new. Like, it, no, you've that's nothing known new. that for, like, you know, since he was a sixer. So, I mean, that's yeah. just, and I, you got to live and die with that. Yeah, and I know it, and uh, I think they can still win the championship with it. I agree. Hey, okay. Worldwide yeah. Wob still uh, insists the Sixers are coming out of the East. He is certain. I bet. So, um, I'll take the Bucks. My money's on the Bucks. I mean, my real my real money's on the Nets, but <laughs> I, I, I my hope is the Bucks. The Nets are just yeah. so weird. You, They're so weird. Yeah. We, I guess we we didn't talk about that series either because what's there to talk about really? Because yeah. who cares? Who cares? Yeah. Um. Yeah. What, what 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 was it all just uh, Knicks talk? I That's guess a lot two, of Knicks yeah, talk. My two two biggest I'm, Knicks fans I know. Knicks talk. Uh, Lakers gonna, and Suns. Lakers, Lakers done. You know, Lakers are uh, barbecue chicken. Oh, do you think he, I'm gonna hazard? I'm gonna in? hazard a guess. What's that? You guys think the Lakers are done? I mean, fam- yeah, we I Lakers. mean, we oh. you know we pointed out that it, done. it's always a fa- always done. a famous last words to say LeBron is toast. And yeah. if you well, if you ask that. Lakers fans, they're like, oh, feel out game, classic LeBron feel out game. He's just feeling the series out. No, I think they don't have enough. LeBron's not. LeBron's not right. Like he, I'm. He's I, not right. I am putting. I'm putting the new house and the mail thief on the Suns. Wow. Putting, putting all of that. Putting all wow. of that on the Suns. Well, you guys so. are you guys are. Wait, amazing. so does that mean it took Chris Paul it took Chris Paul what two minutes to get hurt? <laughs> well we did we did point that out. But he, he just two minutes to get hurt and then he couldn't dribble again. He wasn't right. He was a little yeah, and, they st- like, and they still won by like fifteen points. So I just yes, think that, okay. I just think even with Chris Paul banged up, I still think they're they're better right now. The, okay. the Lakers just aren't right. right. All right. All right, Anthony Davis, he'll come back. Uh, John, are you getting a little worried about your pool picks? Because the Warriors are already out. Uh, The Lakers Lakers might be toast. Nope, Lakers not toast. You took them very early in the draft. Lakers not toast. So you think the Lakers Lakers are going to beat the Suns? How many games? How many games? Eh, Maybe six, maybe seven. (laughs) Okay. They might need it, yeah, but that's all right. I mean, look. Do you think, okay, will LeBron be vaccinated by game seven? Ooh, I did some research on that, and I would agree. It it definitely looks like he's not vaccinated. Yeah. It's hard to figure it out because, like, Schroeder threw him under the bus, but then Schroeder seemed to clean up his comments and said, like, oh, I'm the only one who's not vaccinated on the team. Uh, but then there's all the, you know, uh, this week, you know. The- no, but clearly the, the Schroeder comments were, like, clearly a gun to his head. Like That's how I no, read I know. it. No, like, yeah, I know. I like- know, but you, you can't just lie about being vaccinated. Mm, I don't know. No, no, no. Schroeder, Schroeder said he's he was the only player not vaccinated. That's what I'm saying. Schroeder's right? saying that, that so, Schroeder was the only player on the team that hasn't been vaccinated, which is to say then LeBron must be vaccinated, right? 
I th- but maybe he's yeah, considering maybe- LeBron a player coach and GM. <laughs> right, right, GM. So right, that's right, right. like how he got oh, through it, that's, right? Yeah. That's true, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Uh, did we? Yeah. Did you Sorry. guys talk about uh, uh, the- our Lord and Saint, uh, Trey Young? Oh. <laughs> Too Dude, much, John. John oh. This is gonna John. be so boring. We're just repeating. This is gonna yeah, be we're this repeating sl- all the shit this we talked about. Be, I will say, except with more slander, all, with more all, slander. No, no, uh, all, already, already, this is the least I've talked in any episode. Well, that's ever. that's so why you know. Probably not. That's why you know it's good. Fight. I talked like for most of the first segment. No, John. Yeah, uh, let's, Dave talked for most of the first move, segment. Let's move to shouts and beefs because okay, I saved and I saved my beef. Okay. With um aforementioned uh hawks okay let's hear it let's name mcmillan name mcmillan i i respect you okay like you you've been a pretty solid coach i i like those supersonics teams that you were on uh in the 90s <laughs> uh you seem like a stand-up guy why you gotta cry all week bro like first he goes to the media before the, the series starts and he says well clearly he, he gets fined for saying well clearly the 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 league just wants the knicks to win and beat us like which comes at like first of all yeah, obviously. We, we have, like, a uh, hundred times the fan base that the Hawks do. Like, of course Silver wants the Knicks to win. But, like, what 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 effect is that going to have on the series? Like, yesterday, if you watched the game, like, the refs, like, we're, we're handing the game to Trey Young. Like, you, you, like, blow on him, and, and he gets fucking to the free throw line. And then today, he, he, he says to the uh, – in his press conference, because, like, people were chanting, fuck Trey Young – in the garden well first of all like yeah like any rabid fan base are a bunch of monsters so like of course they were screaming that like trey young sucks he's like he goes man like like he acts like he's like all like all their fathers and he's like man i i just like i've I've never heard that before in my in my life i've never heard chants like that before like how many more times can you cry to the media like you're up one nothing like like the way he made it sound was like they lost the game yesterday because they were screaming "fuck Trey Young" like throughout mm. the game. Like, Nate McMillan, not a good look. Not a good look. I, I don't know. <clears throat> I think it's a good look. Yeah, Is it look, crying, yeah. crying like to the media that the fan base was yeah. too hey, too you gotta lit? Say, you got to say Knicks for clicks. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm also, be- also I'm he's beefing. priming the. Okay. Wait. Yeah, I'm beefing with the New York liberal media. <laughs> For hyping up Julius Randle as a possible MVP, I watched that oh, guy. He looked like a turd. Classic John. He looked like a classic John. One game. One game. One game. John. That oh, was God. built One up John. by John. the liberal elite New York media to four clicks because he's on the Knicks and not when he's a bum on the Pelicans oh, or the yeah, Lakers. Yeah. He's the same bum jo- as before. Joel Embiid never had a stinker. New York fraud. Joel Nicker fraud. Joel Embiid never. New York Nicker fraud. Joel Embiid never had a stinker. 4-0 Atlanta sweep. My boy Trey Young, let's go. Uh, oh, at least, at least he John. made a free throw. You know, that's you could say about wow, Tibbs, Tibbs tank and thrown Frank in there cold to play him. Oh, not a good jo- John, we talked all about this, please. <laughs> I know. Nah, uh, it just fuck feels the better Hawks. when I say fuck it. Fuck the Hawks. Bunch of crybabies. But I watch you say it. It just feels Bunch so of good. Cr- oh, also, beefing with uh, uh, Danilo Gallinari's fucking taxi driver ass hair. Yo, what the fuck Ooh. is it? I, I didn't know who it was at first. I was like, no. is that one man gang from the WWF? Like, yeah. what? what, 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 what <laughs> one man gang. No, is that like, is that a, is that a confused teenager searching <laughs> yeah. for an identity? Yeah. Like, that's still, still not the worst hair in the box. Still not the worst Exactly. Yeah. He's like, oh, I can do whatever yeah. I want. Like, cause I'm, I'm getting overshadowed yeah. by that tumbleweed head. He should have, he should have did what Matt, did and go to the barbershop and say, give me the Pete Wentz from Fallout, boy. 
Hell yeah. Yeah, he should play oh, with yes. a hat on. Hell yeah. Seen... He should have played with a hat like, on. Uh, <laughs> uh, like uh, Wesley Snipes in uh, White Man Can't Jump. You know, play with the little, uh, the flipped up brim. Like, just play with that. A little tuft of hair yeah. popping out, you know. Oh, I yeah. got a buddy. Oh, yeah. uh, shout out to my man, Joko, who uh, went to the Phillies camp, Sixers camp, like when he was a kid. And he had just shaved his head for the first time. And he was like, yo, I didn't realize I had like the lumpiest, ugliest head. <laughs> and I was so embarrassed that I wore a, a hat during like three days of, of camp. And people made fun of me more for being the weirdo, like sweating through a hat, <laughs> like in a game it, than my lumpy head. It is head. like one step. O- it, you, it's how- one step away from like wearing the T-shirt in the pool. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. How do you get a lumpy head? That's that's another thing. I, I'm I don't know it, about lumpy. It's just like a you know some people got a weird shaped head. Yeah, they don't look good shaped. Yeah. 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 Okay. No, I'm not okay. looking forward to being bald. Uh, I, I'm, I I assume my head looks weird bald. So. Hey, let me let me. Hey, a spoiler alert, Dave. You've made it to your late thirties <laughs> with a completely full head yeah. of hair. It's like if anything, you have more hair than you have when you're in your in your, f- your teens. I'm like the so, first man uh, in like on either side of the family to have their hair. So. Yeah, so you trust me. You made it this far. You're you're making yeah, you're it all good. the way, that's buddy. True. Yeah, that's true. you're yeah. good till you're you're good to your 80s, and at that point, who cares? <laughs> yeah, so that's true. Yeah. Here's the thing: you yeah. only need the hair till you get married. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, yeah, in exactly. my 80s, yeah. at this point, who cares? Exact, dude. Yeah. Dude, so many times I had new friends who got married in their early 20s, and people would be like, oh, "Why did that person get married?" And I'd Lock be like, up. "They're going yeah. bald. They're that's going why bald. they." That's <laughs> why <laughs> they can't. And every time they'd be like, "Oh shit, you're right." Every every man who I know who married young was going bald. Yep. Wow. Wisdom. Yep. Wisdom. Um, shout out. It's just science. Shout out to uh shout out to you, my favorite coach. My favorite coach in the league, Steve Kerr. <laughs> this is what he had. This is what he had. Oh, how how happy are you that they got bounced out of the play in? Yeah, I mean, yeah, what a you know relishing biggest fraud. But anyways, uh it, this is his quote on the play in tourna- tournament. I think it should be something we stay with. I thought it was fascinating as a fan. This dude's a fan of the thing that just bumped. Hey, just just bounced him. Why, <laughs> dude? Dude, f- f- fraud. Have some passion. Have some passion, Steve. Come on, Steven. Like, actually care about what happens to your team. Go, worst coach. I mean, hey. I, the worst coach is. I can't tell you if the worst coach in the league is Steve Kerr or Tom Thibodeau. Those are hey, my two hey. two worst. No, coaches. no, no. Flip side of that, Steve Kerr had to watch the Warriors play all season, and he's still a fan. That's how you know he's a real fan. Yeah, he's a real one. He, he had to one. he had okay. to watch uh, fucking uh, Draymond play point guard all year. So I mean, hey, you know he's oh. a real fan. You know he's a real fan. Beefing Draymond taking that. What are you doing, dude? <laughs> you could, oh. like it's a four footer to oh. win the game. Oh. It's a four footer to win the game, Draymond. What are you doing? Clanking it off the the side. Oh. I love Draymond. But, he oh. should he should have got way more slander yeah, for that. I think I think like it, yeah, it's just the fact that. Nobody had them like really doing anything this year anyway. So, but I, I I cannot believe they lost to the Grizzlies. But hey, they took game one hey, too. Grizzlies so doing it. Yeah. yeah, my Grizz, my Grizz baby. You're Grizz, yes. Um, shout out. You know, I started rewatching. Shout out the Matrix. Oh, the movie The oh. Matrix. So, so good. good. So, so good. good. Like so I good. forgot how much of a Holds up. So it holds up. The The fight scenes hold up for sure. The kung fu they do is outstanding. Yeah. Some of the graphics 
I would say all the fight stuff still holds up, looks good. There's like one or two graphics, like or like visual effects that you're kind of like, uh, was that like iMovie? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. it's not great. Ah. And in the second it's one, like 25 years you know, ago, some almost. of the oh. <laughs> yeah, whoa, second whoa, whoa, whoa. one. I'm, I'm I'm only going with you on the first one, John. <laughs> yeah, I'm, only, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not oh, going, second, I'm not no, no, second one's good. I mean, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember loving the second one too. What? Yeah. The second no, one's the second, the, one. the second one gets a little weird. With the whole, like, Oracle and where they're at. It's a little confusing. Yeah. And then the thing is, three doesn't wrap it up to make it better. You know, two is like, okay, where are they going here? This is a little weird. Uh, three doesn't do a good job doing that. But it's hard to make the uh, it's hard to make the, the third one in a trilogy good. I mean, I, like, a few have done yeah. it. Like, Austin Powers did it, you know. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> hard to make that third one, though. You know, we get, like, it Godfather, oh, oh, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not good. Try and think. Is there any good? Is there any good? Thir- I'm sure there is. Uh, I mean, Return of the Jedi is my favorite. Yeah, yeah no, oh, that's Empire. That's so for, well, that, I mean, the Ewoks were great when you're a kid, but I mean, yeah, I would say yeah, Return of the Jedi is my favorite. I, Empire is probably I will, better. I will say, but I this is gonna get people mad, but I watched Temple of Doom more than uh, uh, the other two. Um, Oh, that's the that's the best. That I, the third one is the the, la, the last crusade is my favorite. That those, one's my favorite. Yeah. The last but you like I, Temple. I people, the last crusade is great. I like Temple too. Temple's, Temple's great. People always give me shit Temple about a, uh, loving Temple Doom. It's we just had it on VHS, so we watched it a shit ton. I I rewatched it. I think a few years ago. It has some great one liners in there. Yeah. It's like uh, my short favorite round, line. Also, is, short round like as a kid, short round was fucking great. awesome. And when when the guy yeah. like pulls the heart out, oh oh my god, he used to terrify me. Dude, but but the 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 line where the um the 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 woman in it Spielberg's wife I forget her Kate name Capsha. but she's like she's like Indy Kate Capshaw she's like Indy someday you're gonna die chasing fortune and glory and he says someday but not today yeah. that that uh, dude yeah. dude hell yeah. Oh, yeah hell yeah Indy Indy Indy's Indy's gotta amazing. be my Dude, he's the best. He's probably my favorite movie hero. It's yeah. him and him and uh, him and him Bruce Willis and Die Hard are like the two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, as a Matrix, from a screenwriting standpoint, if you're like an aspiring screenwriter, that first movie is like perfect. It like it's like the structure of it is like perfectly. It's like if it checks like all the structure boxes. Yeah. It it holds up, man. Matrix One really holds up. Really man, up. I gotta watch. I'm gonna watch Last Crusade Ooh, now. I, you know, it's a great I'm, third I'm one is. Um, Die Hard with a Vengeance. What? Hell yeah. Oh, that's a great third one. Yeah, that, that's that's yeah, my favorite Die Hard. Yeah, that's my, yeah, New York yeah. City, Samuel L. Oh, Jeremy Irons. Because what, what they did oh, was Jeremy the same. Irons great. They did the same thing that uh, Indy did where they brought in uh, a, a, an awesome character. Right. You know, Samuel Jackson is a great character, mm-hmm. and so is Sean Connery. Two legends, yeah. and it worked. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, well, so go watch The Matrix. Um, Back to the Future? Uh, three. three, uh, three. I, I, yeah, as a yeah, trilogy, like, it works. Three is not the best one, but it's not as bad as. No, it's think. not terrible. No, they're all. I, I as a kid, I liked them. Yeah, all. yeah. So same. I can't, I can't say. Two might be my favorite. Oh, two's, two's fun. fun. Two's really. So. Two was really cool just because it was the future and hoverboard. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, yeah. And yeah. And, and, and you get you get a bigger helping of, of Biff, which is great. Oh yeah, dude, Biff is so Biff, Biff so, is so great. He's that act. That actor is yeah. great. Uh, I forget his name. He was, he was on Freaks and Geeks. Uh, Thomas yeah. Wilson. Oh, he's great. Yeah, he was great on yeah. Freaks and Geeks. I don't know why he didn't work. I don't know. Him. So well, he probably he peaked in two. It was so well, because he probably walked in auditions he was, he and they were like, "Oh, it's fucking Biff." 
You know? Yeah. Dude, I would cast Too him. Biff, yo, Biff, get at me. I'll cast you in something, Hell Biff. Yeah. I'll cast you in something, Biff. Oh, okay. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> well, that'll ask- probably make him feel good about his career. Hey, Biff, if you're out there... <laughs> I will buy you a lunch at the Trader Joe's next to my brother's coffee shop. Uh. <laughs> did I did I tell you? Did I tell you the story of when my student one of my students came to my brother's coffee shop? Did I tell you this no. story? No. Oh man, it was it was so it was so awkward because one of my students who um, great student uh, she comes into the coffee shop because she's from Huntington. She comes into the coffee shop. And I tried to be like big time, you know. So I go to my sister in law. Hey, this is my student. You know, give her give her a discount. You know, can we can, can we hook her up? And my sister in law is like, no, sorry. What? And and then yeah, and then they and then she was just said no, and I was like, I don't know what's going on, you know. And so then I was like, hey, you know what was up with that? And she's like, she said, well, that guy was that guy was like yelling at us about um, he wanted to not wear a mask, and he started yelling at us, and then. She's like, I don't know why you tried to get him a discount. And I was like, I wasn't talking about that guy. I was talking about my student. And she's like, oh, I thought you were talking about this guy that she had just, you know, beefed with. So then I, you know, then I look like, you know, terrible in front of the student, you know, but whatever. But then, wow. um, then, then the mom, then, then the mom comes up to me, you know, l- later on that day. Cause I was eating nearby and I was like, oh, Hey, you know, I was trying to be all nice. I was like, Hey, you know, your daughter, she's a great student, you know, all that. And then, and then, uh, so I'm like, yeah, your daughter's great. And then she just looks at me and she said, and you are a very hard professor. Oh, like basically shit. like, wow, like, you're terrible. Yeah. My daughter's great, but you're terrible. Damn. So it was like, you didn't the give worst... the discount. Yeah. 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 Fuck, fuck them. Fuck <laughs> yeah. them and their family. Seriously. Nah, fuck she was you great. And your mama. I'm sure she's not listening, but she was a great student. Mm-hmm. She got, she ended up, well, I probably shouldn't say what she got in the class. That's probably a, a violation yeah, of some sort of uh, code. So. Uh, but, no. By the way, uh, anyways, I what went, are we talking went, about? Went out, went out for the first time uh, this weekend. Uh, went and had dinner at uh, shout out to the Dresden. Did a little soft, uh, soft opening. Uh, my pops is in town, so we got dinner, and then I had some drinks with friends uh, on the patio there, and then uh, and then we went to uh, Ye Rustic, which uh, for listeners who aren't familiar, yeah. LA uh, is uh, a, you know a normal a, a normal times like yeah shithole. They not only have seating inside, but they've set up a whole set up outdoors so we were like oh let's go for a nightcap our buddy who's a bartender at dresden wanted to meet up with us there when he got off of work we got there oh my god it was like a refugee camp like uh like we are back <laughs> ladies and gentlemen we are back oh. uh, the monsters are out everyone's drinking having a great time the table the yeah, tables this, uh... were turned over uh you know there was just like like there were fights happening there was a stray dog just running around like uh, if you are, if you are single and uh, the summer is on the way, it is going to be a wild Ooh. summer for you. I tell you, because uh, it is uh, it is back on. Oh, Social life know. is back. People are back. It's back baby. So this is my this is my beef with everyone I know. So I take you know you're you're going out. I know John had a birthday thing or something. You know, and this 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 will not shock listeners, but um, no one's inviting me to anything. Oh, not the, the male thief has announced you out for beers. <laughs> i'm just like what's going on with i have a few friends outside of you two I, a few a handful yeah. um but i'm like well, how come there's no so where, where, are the, where are the parties where's the where's the get-togethers what's i mean i'm sure they're happening without me but it's just like come on what's okay 
right. Yeah, like yeah. I said, I answered my question. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Dave, Dave, I'll All see right. you Saturday night, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Okay. Right. Okay. You got the invite. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah, cool. Tell tell Bill uh, tell Bill to meet meet us at uh, E Rustic because uh, that's my that's my new spot. That's my new spot. Right. Hey, yeah. they got the great wings. Right. They got the great wings. Oh, you, oh, they have good wings. If, I will if say If you that can about put up with their uh, their alcoholic, insane clientele who are just throwing yes. things everywhere, there was just a, a TV just like like hastily like propped up on the side of the building. Like it was uh, mayhem, <laughs> mayhem, mayhem. I went to a fun one this weekend. Uh, very, very far out in the desert, oh. in a place with no no electricity, no water. Um, a buddy. Uh, an artist buddy bought four acres during quarantine, and him and his friends have built this massive thing called Night Moon City. Oh my! Uh, they got they got a whole bunch of. They did a great job. Like they, like you drive on a road forever, and you're like, "There's nothing but meth here." <laughs> and then then yeah. you make then you make a turn, uh, and you drive on a dirt road for three miles. And then you show up at this this massive compound, and is this like Joshua Tree area? Kind Ish. of, but like with without, like the bad part of it. Yeah, yeah. No, none of the good of Joshua Tree, but the dirt of it. <laughs> and uh, but they had they, oh, dude, it was great. They had the DJ. They had they somehow figured out electricity in a place that doesn't have electricity. And the DJ, generator, yeah, I yeah. <laughs> like, but like they buried all. Like there was a ice machine. There was a, a phone charging station. Like it wasn't just like a generator plugged in. It was like a whole thing. Uh, DJ played till 6 a.m. Nice. Uh, it was wild. It was a good night. Wild times. But, um, yeah, Matt, I, I, I thought oh, this I, is, I, uh, my phone had died, is, Matt. I don't know what happened. Uh, so. That's uh, what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. I know stuff's happening. Just happening with that. Nah, one. dude. The All CDC right. said not to hang with your friend Matt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all right. I've been hanging out. I've been hanging out with my brother a lot. I'm staying at my grandma's. Nice. You know, we're uh, obviously shelter shelter in place because you know we got the male thief going on, so that's too dangerous. So, yeah, 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 yeah. What's the update on the male, male thief? Oh, still stealing Give the, the listeners mail. an update. <laughs> still st- male thief. Male thief came back looking for the mail. Mm. Well, there was no mail to be got, but he tried to get in the house. So. You know, you <laughs> so, can you can have a locked yeah. mailbox. We have. I told you this last time, Dave. We have a locked mailbox. Then how is he still he stealing the mail? Spider-Man. <laughs> you have gloves with sticky stuff at the end. The post office told us all about it. Oh, yeah, they have these gloves with the sticky stuff at the end. You put your hand in there. Rat trap, so. Matt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Are we went over this last time. We don't want to antagonize. I, I think you should go. antagonize. Uh, I think you got to antagonize right, right. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Well, you should post well, the you know, sign, a, a picture of him from the security. I know. I have a picture. Says, I have multiple... We have contacted the FBI. Right, They're right, watching. Right, right. Yep. Okay. And then rat trap right. him. Yeah. All right. And then and then well, throw actual I, I mean throw actual rats on him. And then throw rats. Well, on I I there were multiple rat traps in the I inherited multiple rat traps from the attic. Oh, the, so I got so, all oh, there. You go. So I do got Set I do got up. a lot. Set them up. Do it. That's yeah. kismet. That's yeah, kismet. Yeah, you got to use them. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I've, now is not the time to tell the story about the rats from college. Next week, point, next I'll week, tell the next story week. about the yeah. the rats from college. We we're, are we're a little quite long, 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 quite long. Yeah, we did this quite. in parts. We did, yeah, yeah. So good luck to whoever's editing it. <laughs> all right. Not editing. Enjoy. It all. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna post the raw. Oh lord, <laughs> dude, you can't. You can't. John, you can't post we have the a whole, raw. Whole thing. Whole we have thing. a whole There's part. There's a whole thing you can't before. post, John. <laughs> Posting the raw. 
John, for your own for your own career, don't post the yes, wrong. don't post. Yeah, the wrong. no, so. I'll edit this thing. I'll edit this thing. Right. Don't worry. All right, all right. Well, what was the all final right. score I, of the, the the Miami frauds? What was the final score? Oh, yeah, they, uh, they were they were they were beating. They were beating. They're up by thirty. Well, it's not even over yet. Yeah, As we yeah, record yeah, this, yeah, they're, yeah. Up they're, they're, they're up by 30. 30. Oh, my exactly. God. So literally, Six minutes literally 30. Yeah. Okay. Literally 30. They're All destroying right, them. Justin Johnson is All very right. happy. <laughs> yes. It, uh, yeah. Until next week. Keep, keep pooping. pooping. Go Knicks. Have you ever been to a volcano? When it was erupting? You're now listening to Super Hey, a bunch of guys who ain't never played the game. That's what you say, bro. I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. That's terrible. This is Sean Green from the Sports Gambling Podcast, and in case you didn't know, the show you're listening to right now as well as my show, The Sports Gambling Podcast, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans, plus guys like me who just love betting on sports. Over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised over $10 million to expand their team, podcast network, and business operations. Now they are raising another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding source that connects startups with investors. It's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be part of a growing startup. You can invest for as little as $100. In other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. I, I can vouch for Sports Gambling Podcast and our Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Our partnership with Blue Wire has really been vital to us growing. Um, Kevin and his team do tremendous work over there. So Blue Wire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which in turn will help this show and many like them continue to grow. If you'd like to be part of the Blue Wire investment round or want to find out more information, go to wefunder.com slash Blue Wire.